Homeschooling is an epic investment of your time, energy, and on days, your sanity. Our goal is to come alongside you with weekly encouragement and practical help so you can homeschool boldly. Hi friends, I'm Connie Albers. You're listening to Homeschool Boldly, brought to you by Homeschooling Today magazine. It's that time of year where people often focus on love, Valentine's Day, the giving and receiving of expressions of love, affection, gifts, flowers. But what if we started thinking about how to show love to our kids in a way that they feel loved or in a way that they feel special? So today, I want to talk to you about different ways that your children might enjoy expressions of your love and care this Valentine's Day. So let's first talk about the cornerstone for a child, that nurturing, acceptance, that safe feeling that helps with their emotional development. It forms the basis of their sense of security, self-worth, emotional well-being. And it's just like you and me. We have a unique way of expressing our love, appreciation, gratefulness for others. Our children possess that same ability to show love to others. It may not look exactly like the way we do, but trust me, our kids do give us signs into how we can love them better. And I say this because oftentimes, as a parent, our kids don't always know how to receive love. They don't know how to show love. Sometimes they're awkward and sometimes they give you these wonderful gifts and it may fall kind of flat with you. You think, oh, that's, you know, thank you so much. But what if I told you we get to model for our children how to show love and how to receive love, even if it is not exactly the way we love to be loved or we love to express love. So what do I mean by that? I want to specifically talk about uh, the five love languages. And I use this in the context because it's very good visualization for us as parents to know how to love our kids and also to help them understand why they do the things that we do. I write about it in Parenting Beyond the Rules because identifying and being able to express and articulate those things in our kids and helping them learn is really key because every day that the sunset closes on and every sunrise is a new opportunity to learn more about our children and help them feel loved. And when they do that, that safety and that connectedness is also more evident. Some of your children are really going to love affirmation. They're going to want to hear, oh, I saw how you were being so kind. They're going to need you to affirm, it's okay, I'm right here with you. Don't worry, we can clean it up. Affirmation isn't just good job or you can do it. Affirmation is catching them in those acts and then acknowledging, I saw you and how thoughtful you were with your brother or sister today. Affirmation and kids that really need that, it's not an option for you. You can identify if your children have this often because that's what they do with others. They'll tell you, 
Mom, that was really good. Uh, You did a great job. Dinner was wonderful. Or, Dad, I love it when you play with me. Kids that need affirmation often express affirmation to others. That's your first clue, that they might need it if you see them lavishly throwing out words of affirmation to others. It builds your child's self-esteem and their emotional security. Just simple affirmations of, I'm proud of you, or you are so brave, those are fine, and they do land in a great place, but we want to get more specific when we see our children doing excellent work, or we see them working hard, or we see them not quitting. Another one would be acts of service. Those are the kids that are constantly looking for ways they can help, meaning if they see the toys scattered around, they'll just clean them up. Or if they see the baby's fussing, they'll go over and try to talk to the baby. Or they'll come over and help you set the table. Or they'll help you wherever they see there is a need because they get great joy out of acts of service. And that's something for us to know because when we engage of uh, activities that cater to other people's needs and preferences, it brings a sense of joy and satisfaction. One of the ways we can demonstrate if we have a child who has acts of service is by serving them their favorite meal. It's by helping them with their homework without them having to ask because we sense they need help. It's participating in some of their favorite pastimes, whether it's going for a walk or riding the bike or throwing Frisbee. These acts not only convey love, but they instill a sense of reliability and support. They reinforce that notion that we are valuable members of the family. So if you have a child who speaks the language of acts of service, that is a clue for you to do special things for them that serve them. The third would be physical touch. Now, let's make sure we define this in context. Physical touch is a powerful conduit for showing love and affection, particularly if your children whose primary love language revolves around that like a hug, maybe sitting on the couch and cuddling next to each other when you're watching one of their favorite movies or you're reading a book, they'll climb into your lap, or they'll want you to just spend extra time with them at night when you're putting them to bed. And what I mean by that is they may want you to scratch their head or just hold their hand. That brings them a sense of reassurance that you're there. It conveys the sense of warmth. Establishing that connection of just putting your hand on their shoulder, maybe touching their arm, or even for some of it's like brushing your child's hair and putting it in a ponytail or helping them with their shoes. Little things that they're regular displays of that affection, and it gives a sense of connection and nurturing their emotional well-being. So there are many times your children will come up and for no reason at all give you a hug, or they'll come up and they'll just sit in your lap or they'll sit really close to you. That is an indicator that that child might have more of a need for you to have that physical connection with them of, like I said, putting your arm around him, giving him a hug, giving him a kiss on the cheek. And the fourth would be quality time. Quality time for many people is tough because quality time is something that you can't necessarily put a, a, a test to, like I've spent this much time with you and that should be enough. There's not really an indicator that what is enough, but quality time is a commodity that holds incredible value for kids that that particular love language resonates with them. It's dedicated to uninterrupted 
periods of time. Maybe it's playing a game or an activity together. Could be out working in the yard. It could be swimming together. It could be going for bike rides together. It's just the act of being together where your focus is on them. So if your child has that love language of quality time, prioritize the activity and make sure you put your phones away, you turn them off, make sure that you're in tune and you're focusing on them. What is not quality time is multitasking, not for a child whose primary love language is quality time. They need to know that you're there in body and mind and spirit, that you're genuinely there with them present. So sometimes if you're watching a movie with your kids and they're like, mom, get off your phone. And you're like, we're just watching a movie. To them, it's more than just watching a movie. It's a shared experience. And you need to think about that if you have a child who has quality time as a love language. Now, the five love languages, I want to make sure I say this, the five love languages based on Dr. Gary Chapman's work, the five love languages, he has a book that's also written for children and for teenagers. I reference it in my book, Parenting Beyond the Rules, because I have found as I've raised my children and now I've got the grandbabies, that I have to identify the love language that my kids speak so that I can love them well. And I do have kids that is quality time. I do have children who need lots of affirmation. I have children who do want acts of service. They greatly appreciate it when I would come in their room and just help them clean it, or I'd help them fold their clothes or organize their drawers. I knew that if I did one of those activities, if I was specific about it, I would fill their tank. It would just fill them up emotionally, spiritually, mentally, and they would feel loved, connected, nurtured. So the last one is gifts. Children who love gifts are often good at giving gifts. And you may struggle with that. You may struggle with, I never know what to give them. Or you may not like giving gifts. And your children, if they are giving you gifts, if they're making you handmade items or they save their money and they, they go to the store and they get you something, or they're always thinking about it, it's their way of saying to you, I love you. And while I was away, I got this for you, or I made this for you because of my love for you. You need to understand that is a thoughtful gesture that symbolizes affection and thought. It's not just a, I'm going to buy them a gift because I don't want to spend time with them, or I don't need their words of affirmation, or I do not need them to come help me clean my room, or I don't want them to come and sit with me. It's that they put a lot of thought into the gifts that they give you. So that is your cue, mom and dad, grandma, grandpa, teacher, educator. It's your cue that that child might really appreciate something that you take the time, do the research, and give them just the right gift that makes them feel that you love them. The other thing about gifts is whether it's a handmade card that you write, like a personal letter, a, a cherished toy that you know they're just absolutely going to love, it fills their bucket. It's a sentiment behind the gift that holds such significance. It's not the material value. It's the meaning behind it, and we need to remember that. That's why some of your kids, when you buy them really nice gifts or something you think you really want them to have it that they're going to love, and if they don't get over the moon excited about it, it doesn't mean they're not grateful. We have to be careful that we don't wrongly assume that if they don't react or their behavior doesn't reflect that they're grateful for it. It may just mean 
that isn't their primary way of feeling loved and feeling appreciated. So by presenting a gift that resonates with them as an individual, maybe it's a celebration of a special occasion, it comes from a place of sincerity. And likewise, when they give to you, it's coming from a place of love and appreciation. So as we think about this Valentine's Day and giving and receiving love and expressing love, I want you to consider these and how does your child receive love? And then how can you speak love or what can you do that will really land in a tender place of their heart where they will feel like you love them and you're there for them and you are their greatest cheerleader? Don't forget, there are other ways, but these are the most prominent ways that all of us feel like we are loved, that we are cared about, and it's a place that person really matters to us. So I hope this was helpful to you as you're preparing for Valentine's Day or in and around it, really actually every day. Take note and remember, you've got this because God's got you. This is Connie Oppers, and I'll see you next time. This podcast is brought to you by Homeschooling Today magazine. Homeschooling Today is a quarterly magazine created by real people with a passion for honesty and encouragement. You won't find articles telling you everything you're not doing. Instead, you'll find homeschooling parents who have walked where you are or are currently on the path and want to help you succeed. We want to invite you to subscribe today and join the growing movement of parents who are setting aside comparisons taking control of their children's education, choosing courage over fear, letting God lead, and homeschooling boldly. Visit homeschoolingtoday.com to learn more.